Welcome to Radar Contact, the audio show that teaches pilots how to speak professionally and with confidence to air traffic control. And now, here's your host, airline pilot, author, and host of ATCCommunication.com, Jeff Canarish. They say timing is everything, and it is. To get to the heart of the matter, even your heartbeat requires good timing to keep blood circulating properly. What are some other examples you can relate to? Well, landing an airplane requires precise timing. Start your flare over the runway too early, and you might stall your aircraft way above the pavement. Start your flare too late, and you may spike the nose wheel of your aircraft into the runway. Timing is also a critical element of communication, especially radio communication. Here's a popular definition of communication. It's the exchange of thoughts, messages, or information by speech, signals, writing, or behavior. Let's focus on that word exchange. Many people like to think of communication as a two-way process or exchange. They say communication, at least verbal communication, involves talking and listening. Talking and listening implies exchange. For example, if you and I talk to each other at the same time, is communication really going on? You have two talkers, but no one is listening. I've been in a few conversations like that. That isn't an exchange of information because although messages are going out, no one is receiving those messages. The problem happens a lot on the aviation radio band too, doesn't it? Listen to this example. Piper 263 Echo Mike, descent. What happened here? The pilot of 3 Echo Mike tried to acknowledge ATC's instructions to descend and maintain 6,000. Unfortunately, another pilot switched over to the frequency from another frequency and immediately started transmitting without first listening. Because the pilot who switched over to the frequency and did not take the time to listen before speaking, he transmitted on top of Piper 3 Echo Mike. And when two pilots transmit at the same time, you and I know both transmissions cancel each other out. Well, the act of transmitting on top of a radio conversation already in progress is called blocking the frequency. That is why you heard another pilot say blocked. Good timing requires a pilot to listen to the new radio frequency for a few seconds after switching over from another frequency. As a rule of thumb, I recommend the following timing whenever you switch to a new radio frequency. Wait a full three seconds before speaking, and spend those three seconds listening for a radio conversation in progress. If you hear nothing on the radio during those three seconds, it's probably safe to transmit. I say probably because some people wait three seconds before responding to ATC instructions. So you can still possibly jump in the middle of a conversation already in progress, even if you are patient and you wait. And, and when that happens, it's not a big deal. It'll probably sound something like this. Cleveland Center, Cherokee 312, Victor Golf, 5,000, 127.8, Cessna 6, Alpha Sierra. Still, if you wait and listen for three seconds after switching to a new frequency, you will lessen the chance of stepping into the middle of an ongoing conversation. Here's another example of bad timing. Springfield Ground, Beach 5026 Bravo is clear of Runway 6. Springfield Ground, Lear 447, Papa Foxtrot, at the Jet Center Taxi with Hotel. Well, what happened this time? 
It might be another example of a pilot switching to ground control's frequency and not listening before speaking. But in this case, I think it's more likely that the pilot of the Learjet, who called for taxi from the jet center, is just impatient. At busy airports or in busy airspace, silence on the radio is like a vacuum that demands to be filled. So if ATC doesn't immediately respond, in this case ground control didn't answer the first aircraft, well, the second pilot lost patience and spoke up anyways. Many pilots get in a hurry-up mode. If the radio frequency is quiet, an impatient pilot will make his radio call whether it's a good idea or not. Courtesy says a pilot should wait for air traffic control to answer another pilot's radio call before jumping in, but sometimes impatience overrides courtesy. This problem sometimes escalates to the point where getting in a word on the radio becomes something of a food fight. One pilot who is courteous enough to wait and let ATC answer another pilot's radio call may find a third pilot jumps into the silence with his own radio call. The courteous pilot's patience is punished by the impatient pilot, and before you know it, everyone is fighting to get their radio call heard by ATC. It's a food fight on the radio, and like all fights, it makes a huge mess and no one wins. Well, what is the solution? Stay out of the food fight. Let the bozos with no patience fight it out. Wait for your turn on the radio. If ATC really needs to talk to you, the controller will speak up. If the fight prevents you from doing something you really want to do, like get a taxi clearance, well, just set the brakes, fold your arms, and wait for the dust to settle. You could even go so far as to shut your engine down if burning fuel while you wait is a concern. Unless you have an emergency, there's always a smart way to wait out other pilots who feel the need to rush through life. Here's our last example, and I'm just going to admit it, this one is painful for me to listen to, and I'll tell you why after it plays out. Airliner 38, contact Montreal Center, 13342, good day. Airliner 38, 133.2, good day. Montreal Center, Airliner 38, flight level 360. Montreal Center, Airliner 38, flight level 360. Montreal Center, Airliner 38. The reason the preceding example is painful for me is because it's a recreation of the exact error I made a few days ago on my last flight. What did I do wrong? Well, I'm, for one thing, I misheard the new radio frequency. That would not be such a big deal if I had read back the incorrect frequency and given the air traffic controller time to respond to my mistake. Unfortunately, I compounded my error by reading back the incorrect frequency and then switching to the new incorrect frequency before the controller could respond with a correction. My bad timing with the radio frequency transfer switch destroyed effective communication with the current air traffic controller. The solution here is simple. Although you are never required to read back the numbers of a frequency change, let me say that again, you are never required to read back the numbers of a frequency change. If you do read back the numbers, give the controller time to verify your readback and respond. As a rule of thumb, read back the new frequency and then pause at least two seconds, well, three is even better, to give the controller time to speak up if you made a mistake in your readback. If the controller says nothing in response, chances are your readback is correct and it's safe to switch frequencies. I want to point out this is one example of bad timing that is fixable. 
If you go to the new frequency and no one answers, as was my case, all you have to do is return to the old frequency and ask ATC to give you the new frequency again. Here's what it sounded like a couple days ago when I did this. Montreal, can you give Airliner 38 the new frequency again? Airliner 38, you left my frequency too quickly. The correct frequency was 133.42. Airliner 38, 13342. Thank you and good day. Communication on the radio, as in all communication, is all about talking and listening. To make talking and listening possible, you have to apply good timing. Take the time to listen before you speak. Listen for gaps in radio conversations to begin your own conversation with ATC. Try not to get caught up in other pilots' impatience with the radios. Patience, listening, and good timing will yield the best results when talking to air traffic control. And if you'd like to talk to me about this topic or anything else about radio communication, I promise I'll patiently listen. Write to me at jeff at atccommunication.com. I'm just an email away, and I believe in good timing, meaning I will respond as quickly as humanly possible. The latest edition of the Air Traffic Controller's Manual, Joint Order 7110.65 Victor, went into effect April 3, 2014. What does that mean to you as a pilot? Well, it's good to know what's changing in the world of ATC to be better prepared when you fly. The more you know about how ATC operates, the better you'll be able to anticipate and understand the instructions ATC gives you. You can get a free download of the manual at faa.gov, and I have a link to the manual in the show notes for this show at atccommunication.com. By the way, if you're listening to this show on iTunes, go to atccommunication.com. Right on the homepage, you'll see an article that supports this edition of Radar Contact, the show notes for this show, and a link to JO71.65 Victor Download are in that article. I recommend you take the time to look at the manual and pay particular attention to the section on operations in an airport traffic pattern. You'll find that information in Section 8 of Chapter 3. The section is titled Sequencing and Separation, and in it you'll find all of the phrases that an airport tower controller can use to control your aircraft while you fly in an airport traffic pattern. As far as what's changed in the manual as of April 3rd, I'd have to say there are no changes that have a direct impact on you if all you do is fly VFR. All of the changes in the latest edition are directed at pilots who fly IFR, and of those changes, most target operations for high-performance aircraft such as turboprops and jets. Still, if you've never taken the time to look at the Air Traffic Controller's Manual, do spend some time with it. And again, the latest version is 71.65 Victor you might discover a few key points that let you say, oh, now I see. That's why ATC told me to do that. By now you've probably heard about the new aircraft radio simulator version 2.0 that has real-time air traffic control. If you haven't, let me tell you, a little more than a week ago I put a new demonstration model of the aircraft radio simulator online with real-time air traffic control. The simulator looks at your position in an airport traffic pattern and gives you voice instructions from a simulated tower controller. 
Not only does the tower controller give instructions based on your position, the controller watches your flight path and makes sure you follow his instructions. If you make an error, the controller will intervene just like a real air traffic controller would. Right now, the newest version of the aircraft radio simulator is limited to flight at a single airport, and you're also limited to what you might encounter from air traffic control around a single circuit around that airport pattern. It's a proof of concept, but it's going to help me tailor a full training course to fit your needs. Everything I do with the simulator and at atccommunication.com is based on your feedback. Tell me what you need, and I will do my best to provide it for you. With that as a contract between you and me, please give the simulator a try and then write to me about your experience. I will modify and tweak the simulator based upon what I hear from you. If you don't talk to me, then I can only guess what you want. I'm aware the internet can be a pretty passive place. People visit a website, take what they need, and move on, usually leaving nothing behind. But pilots are not passive people. Among other things, our role as pilots require us to take command of the situation, communicate effectively, and learn from our experiences. I'm counting on you as a smart and effective pilot to be an active participant in the development of the simulator. So talk to me at jeff at atccommunication.com and let's build something that really serves your needs. I don't know if the mystery of what happened in Malaysian Flight 370 is causing this trend, but over the last few weeks, the article I wrote on when to use the word Mayday versus Pan 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 has been getting a huge number of views at atccommunication.com. So let's take a moment to review the difference between the two phrases. Both Mayday and Pan are code words that mean, I need immediate attention on the radio. Mayday is reserved for life-threatening situations. The word mayday, usually spoken three times in succession, means all other radio communication must stop immediately. The radio then becomes an uninterrupted link between an aircraft in distress and whoever responds to the mayday call. The word pan, also spoken three times in succession, is used to get immediate attention for a situation that is not life-threatening. Pan also commands radio silence for all other transmissions except emergency transmissions from other aircraft. I mentioned life-threatening and not life-threatening. The difference between the two is open to judgment. I can give you some examples of each of these, but my list does not even begin to cover all the possibilities. If my aircraft has indications of fire, I'm using Mayday. If I feel like I'm about to lose control or I have lost control of my aircraft, I'm using Mayday. If it looks like impact with ground or water is inevitable, which is probably a subset of loss of aircraft control anyways, I'm calling Mayday. Now on the other hand, if I find myself lost and I need assistance, but I have plenty of fuel on board to get unlost, I'll radio pan pan pan. If all of my navigation instruments suddenly quit working, but my flight instruments and everything else are working normally, I would call pan pan pan. The list goes on, but here's a qualification I never mentioned in my original article on the topic. If you are in distress or in an urgent situation and you need attention on the radio, you are never wrong to say mayday or pan. Let me say that again. You are never wrong to say mayday or pan on the radio. But if the radio is quiet and you're already in contact with ATC, 
Simply tell the controller your situation and what you need. Saying mayday or pan when you already have the controller's attention is like yelling, hey, listen to me, at your spouse or friend when you're already talking to each other. Doesn't make sense. Okay, okay, I can hear you protest. You're thinking, sure, but what about everyone else on the frequency? If you don't say mayday, won't other pilots think it's okay to interrupt your conversation with ATC? Believe me, when other pilots hear you say to ATC, I have a fire on board, no one is going to interrupt your conversation. Let me qualify that statement. Pilots who have switched onto your frequency after you've said fire on board may not know to remain silent, but then saying mayday is not going to stop pilots from talking who join the frequency after you said mayday anyways. Next argument. Isn't saying mayday the one and only official way to declare an emergency? Well, not necessarily. Here is how the Aeronautical Information Manual puts it. A pilot who encounters a distress or urgency condition can obtain assistance simply by contacting the air traffic facility or other agency in whose area of responsibility the aircraft is operating, stating the nature of the difficulty, pilot's intentions, and assistance desired. Man, that's a run-on sentence, but you get the idea. Basically, what the AIM saying is, if you're already talking to air traffic control or some other agency, just say what you need. Here in the United States, ATC tends to use the phrase declaring an emergency, as in Cessna 9130 Delta, are you declaring an emergency? To be sure, saying Mayday is an emergency declaration. The AIM acknowledges use of the word derives from the International Civil Aviation Organization, meaning it gets less use here in the United States than simply saying, I am declaring an emergency. So to summarize, if you're in serious trouble and you need to grab someone's attention on the radio, use Mayday. If you need immediate assistance, but your situation is not life-threatening and you need to grab someone's attention, use PAN. If you're already talking to ATC and you need help, just start talking. If you're already talking to ATC and you need priority handling, simply use the phrase, declaring an emergency. Many, many pilots have an absolute phobia about declaring an emergency, and I have a long list of reasons why that fear has no basis in fact, but that's a conversation for another time. For now, if you have any questions about Mayday, Pan, or simply using the phrase declaring an emergency with ATC, command my attention by writing to me at jeff at atccommunication.com. I'd love to hear from you. And now... Let's get to your question of the week. You are flying VFR cross-country while using ATC for flight following. The end route controller says to you, Cessna 9130 Delta, for further flight following, contact Kansas City Center on 128.75. You read back 128.75 and pause three seconds before making the frequency change. The controller does not correct your readback during those three seconds, so you feel your readback was correct. Once you have the new frequency tuned in, you hear ATC talking to another pilot, so you wait patiently. When it seems the current conversation is over, you start to press the push to talk button for your microphone so you can check in with the new controller. But before you can press the button, you hear another pilot start a conversation with the controller. 
This pilot is asking about flight conditions ahead, and the controller tells the pilot he'll check and to stand by. Several seconds pass in radial silence, and you assume the controller is offline to get the information the pilot asked for. While you patiently honor the radio silence, another pilot checks in on the frequency. ATC answers the new pilot. More silence. You start to press the push-to-talk switch when ATC comes back online and gives a report of flight conditions to the pilot who asked for it. As soon as ATC finishes that report, the pilot makes a request for a change of altitudes. A back-and-forth conversation goes on between the pilot and ATC about the altitude change. By now, you figure you have probably flown at least 15 or 20 miles into the next controller's sector. Here's your question, and it's a multiple choice. Should you press on course, hoping you will eventually get in touch with ATC, or should you start orbiting your present location until you can talk to ATC, or should you return to your last radio frequency and tell the previous controller you're unable to contact the next controller? When you think you know the answer to that question, go to atccommunication.com forward slash answers. There you'll find the correct answer along with a complete explanation of how that answer was derived. Music for this show was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com on a Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you're flying this week, I hope you have a great time and beautiful weather. And if you make contact with ATC, listen for the gaps in radio conversation before you start your own conversation with the controller. In radio communication, as in all things, timing is everything. I'm Jeff Canarish for ATCCommunication.com saying be well, keep in touch, and fly safe.